Praise the Lord, everybody. Anybody glad you know who Jesus is? Anybody got the Holy Ghost still excited about it tonight? Hallelujah. Come on, are you glad he called you out of darkness? Into his marvelous light. Praise God. Very quickly turn to the book of Judges. We'll read one verse in chapter 13, then we'll finish in chapter 16. I'm honored to be here and give honor to Jesus. I'm so glad he's here. He's the reason we're all here. And uh, honor all the ministry represented here. So many friends, several pastors here that have had the Cox family come be with you and had me preach for you. Blessed us in other ways. And I want to publicly say thank you. Uh, the Cox family appreciates it so much, your kindness to us. And uh, there's people here from Abbeville. Just about everything I preach in the South, they show up. I was there praying with them the night they prayed through back when I lived in Abbeville. And uh, they're still living for God and have a great pastor, Brother Franklin, who is my friend. And it's good to see them here tonight. Really glad my beautiful wife and children are with me. They don't always get to travel with me when I fly, but they did this time, and my world's just a lot better when she's around. Praise God. And uh, young single men, hold on. Your day's coming. Hallelujah. My parents, I believe, are listening tonight. I give them honor. They prayed for me, put up with me, pastored me, wept over me, shook their fist at me, taught me to love this truth, and I'm thankful to them for that. And give honor to Pastor Townley. God put him in my life. He gave me balance. Brother Townley has allowed me to make Jennings my home. He's been a strength and a help to me and my family in ways that I wouldn't even have time to tell you. But I'm indebted to him, and I love him and his family, and I love the Jennings Church, and I give honor to all the saints of God that are here tonight. These young people did a tremendous job with the music, and uh, I, just, I just love seeing young people determined to live for God. Praise God. Had a strong burden on my heart for this service the last few weeks. I truly feel God's going to move in a mighty way tonight. I've come here to reach. I've come here to dig. I've come here in the hopes that with the help of God, we're going to pull somebody back from the edge. And let this be a make or break service. I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. Come on, I, I, I know what time it is, but the world's barely getting started. I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. Why don't we just make up our mind? We're going to let God do what he wants to do. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You feel that in the atmosphere tonight. God's going to do a work in our midst. Praise God. Judges chapter 13, verse number 25. The Spirit of the Lord began to move him. This is speaking of Samson don't have time to read all the verses. I'm going to rely on some of your knowledge of Samson. Hello, praise the Lord. All right. I can preach without it, but it'll just really kill me. Praise God. I'm going to rely on some of your knowledge of Samson tonight because I don't want to make you stand for three chapters. But I do believe God's going to help us. So we're talking about Samson. Let's read verse 24. The woman bare a son and called his name Samson. The child grew. The Lord blessed him. And the spirit of the Lord began to move him at times in the camp of Dan between Zorah and Eshtaol. Judges chapter 16. We'll begin reading at verse 15. 
He is in Delilah's house. She has tempted him multiple times. She said unto him, How canst thou say, I love thee, when thine heart is not with me? Thou hast mocked me these three times, and hast not told me wherein thy great strength lieth. Came to pass when she pressed him daily with her words, urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death, that he told her all his heart. Said, There hath not come a razor upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. If I be shaven, then my strength will go from me, and I shall become weak and be like any other man. When Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the Lord to the Philistines, saying, Come up this once, for he hath showed me all his heart. And the lords of the Philistines came up to her and brought money in their hand. She made him sleep upon her knees. She called for a man and caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head. And she began to afflict him, and his strength went from him. Then she said, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. He awoke out of his sleep, said, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself. And he wist not that the Lord was departed from him. But the Philistines took him, put out his eyes, brought him down to Gaza, bound him with fetters of brass, and he did grind in the prison house. He said, I will go out as at other times before. And I want to preach to us tonight as at other times. As at other times. Would you lay your Bibles down? Would you lift your voice and pray that the Holy Ghost would move these next few moments? Come on, let's not whisper. Let's not mumble. Would you close your eyes to remove distractions? Let's see how loud you can lift your voice. I need somebody to pray right now. Come on, from the front to the back. Every child of God, open your mouth and pray. The Holy Ghost is going to move in this house. Come on, come on. Lift your voice a little higher right now. Somebody remove every distraction. Remove every hindrance. Come on, let the liberty of the Holy Ghost move right now. Come on, there it is. God, let there be an old-time anointing. God, let there be a conviction that would break every chain. God, I pray right now the Spirit of God would begin to move on every heart, every life. God, anoint this congregation. Anoint my lips. Come on, I feel something already happening right now. Somebody's got God's attention. Let's take the next 30 seconds and just respond to what you're feeling right now. Praise God. You may be seated. As at other times. In 1964, Ronald Reagan was campaigning for then Republican presidential candidate Barry Goldwater. And he made this statement that so impacted me. He said, if we don't act now, we will be known as the generation that had the most to lose, but did the least to preserve it. I feel that is true about this generation of apostolic young people. We've got a lot riding on us. The time for action is now. We are living in exciting times. We are living in the last of the last days. I believe that in my spirit.
I believe that we're at the end of the last days. I believe that we are the ones that are watching and will continue to watch prophecy that has been prophesied for years of the last days. It's unfolding right now, and it will continue to unfold. And as of late, the urgency, the intensity of the end times have been upon me as I've been realizing we really don't have as much time as we think we do. We are that generation upon whom the ends of the world have come. We cannot afford, and I was thinking about this the other day, Brother Townley, and this grieved me as I began to think about how many people in multiple youth groups in my generation that are not even in the church today, that there are whole youth groups from my generation where only one or two are left still living for God and still in the church, and the majority of them are backslid. Their lives are messed up. They've got addictions. They've got problems. Uh, and I thought, God, we cannot afford to have the same casualties in this generation that we had in the last generation. We can't afford to lose one more young person. We can't afford uh, to let one more youth group come to the end of their generation and there only be one or two left that still got a hold of something. But somewhere, somehow, something's got to get down in our spirit that says, I'm going to live for God. Come on, it's time to get with it. It's not time to be playing games with God. It's not time to be on the edge. It's not time to be shy and quiet. But we need a revival of boldness and fervency to baptize this generation like never before. Come on, can I just preach a little while today? It's time to get seriousness about living for God. I feel like God wants to break some young people out of a rut, out of complacency. I'm ready to see the gifts of the Spirit working in this generation. I'm tired of just the elders being used in the gifts. I'm ready to see young men and young women that have got a mantle. Come on, I feel something happening right now. I've got a little ways to preach, but I feel something happening already. I'm telling you that time is upon us. It ain't time to play church. It ain't time to figure out what side you're on. It ain't time to play worship. It ain't time to play with prayer. It's time to get involved. It's time to worship like you've never worshiped in your life. It's time to pray like you've never prayed in your life. We've got to have a move of God every single service. Oh, somebody lift your hands and worship him right now. Why don't somebody get on board early tonight? Uh, come on, I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, I feel God talking to somebody right now. I've come to pull a young person back from the edge. Uh, we cannot afford to sustain the same amount of casualties that we have sustained from our youth groups. Uh, I know young people that used to sing songs with us that were in my Sunday school class uh, that grew up hearing the one God message uh, but are strung out on drugs today. Their lives are messed up. Uh, we cannot allow that to happen in this generation. Uh, we've got too much riding on us. Uh, we've got to have a move of God. Uh, we... Come on, I feel like preaching something into some young people tonight. It's time to get a hold of prayer like you've never prayed in your life. We need praying young ladies. We need praying young men. We don't need dead young men. We don't need dead young ladies in the Holy Ghost. We don't need how good you look. We need your anointing. Come on, I feel something happening right now. Praise God, praise God. You may be seated. Many of you have the same testimony that I do, that you were raised in an apostolic church. And by the way, that's not a negative. 
That's not a negative. I am sick of this spirit of hell telling our apostolic young people that you've been deprived and you missed out because you didn't get to play on the ball team and you didn't get to go here and do that. That's a lie from hell. You are blessed. Come on, I thought I'd have some moms and dads with the preacher right now. The most blessed people in the world are people that have only ever known moves of the Holy Ghost. Don't cry for me, brother. I was raised in this, and it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. There are some scars I don't have on my life because I was raised in an apostolic home. You ought to thank God every day. Somebody brought you to the house of God. Somebody taught you Acts 2.38. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost talking to somebody right now. I am sick of this spirit. I'm just poor, pitiful young person. I can't do all this stuff. You are the most blessed generation to be able to say, I've been untouched by the scars of hell. I have been raised in a house where the presence of God was there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You've not been deprived. You're blessed. You're blessed. One of the dangers faced by those raised in this truth, and I'm going to be very transparent tonight, and if that just hinders me, then it's going to have to hinder me, but I'm going to deal with some stuff here. I don't want to just get you hyped up, but one of the dangers faced by those of us that were raised in this truth, a danger that I dealt with in my teenage years, and a danger that I sometimes see grabbing a hold of people that have been in the church for a long period of time, is that we've been around the move of God so much, and we've been in the presence of God so much that if we're not careful, we become used to church. We become used to the things of God. We become used to the moves of the Holy Ghost. And so many times those of us that grew up hearing the gospel preached become so familiar with the tenets of this apostolic life and all that it entails that we don't always see the value of it. It becomes commonplace. And church just becomes something we do. And the gospel just becomes something we know instead of the cherished life-saving power that it is. And it can become so familiar to us that we really don't think all that this truth entails really is that big a deal because it's just it's just what we're used to. It's just how we're raised. All I've ever known. I don't know. I've never been to a church that was preaching Trinitarian doctrine in the pool. All I've ever known is the oneness of the Godhead. All I've ever known is Acts 2.38. All I've ever known is there's only one way to be baptized, and it's in the name of Jesus. All I ever knew was hearing people talking in tongues. You ought to thank God, young people, if this is all you've ever known. All I knew was prayer. All I knew was holiness. All I knew was shouting on Sunday night. All I knew was our young ladies didn't cut their hair and didn't wear jewelry and didn't wear makeup, and men didn't wear skirts. I just knew that's what apostolics did. I just knew apostolics don't watch TV. We don't play on the ball teams. I mean, that's just the way our apostolic family did it. We didn't keep up with sports and we didn't go to the games. We didn't didn't worship the idols of this world. That's just how all apostolics lived. You know, just the normal everyday life. I was raised being very familiar with this holy living. Boy, I hope I didn't lose somebody right there in an apostolic youth service. 
I am sick and tired of the world being allowed to say whatever they want and everything's fine. But let somebody start naming sin. Let somebody start dealing with issues. Let somebody talk about effeminacy in Pentecost. Let's Come on, I'm going to preach to this generation. Uh, You better get some guts in your spirit uh, and figure out who you are and what you believe, brother, because there's a spirit of hell that's trying to get you to a place where you don't have power and you don't have salvation, uh, but you're in a place right now, you've got something better than the ball game has. going to lock up because the preacher's name and stuff. Praise God. Let me just preach for a little while. I learned how to get on Sunday night and shout and feel the presence of God. And then a few days later, slip around and involve myself in things I shouldn't be involved in. Don't get nervous. I'm telling my story tonight. I knew how to run the aisles and get involved in stuff I had no business being involved in. I knew what it was like to fit the bill because I'd been around it so long. Oh, yeah, I could say amen when the preacher was preaching against stuff I was doing and still do it. Confession time in the Holy Ghost. Praise God. And I knew I can just go back to church and I can just cry a little bit and do my little jig and everything's good to go. And I could just go back to keep living how I really wanted to live. I'm preaching to young people right now in this building that that's how you're living while I'm preaching. And I'm being transparent tonight because I want you to know I've been there and you can come out of it. Come on. Huh? Too many times those raised in the church uh, don't cherish the convictions uh, that their parents hold uh, because you don't know what it's like to be delivered from drugs and alcohol uh, and addictions. Uh, and so you look around at all this belief and say, I don't understand the value of it. Uh, is it really that big a deal? Uh, somewhere there's got to be a reckoning day. Uh, you've got to get a hold of it uh, and realize uh, this is valuable. God, somebody lift your hands and love him right now. Holy Ghost talking to some young people right now. Come on, young people. I've come to help you. I've come to be your best friend for the next few minutes. Come on. Too many times we don't cherish uh, all the tenets of this apostolic way uh, because we don't have testimonies uh, of coming out of the world and coming out of sin. Uh, We don't know what it's like to live in false doctrine. Uh, We don't know what it's like to live in the pits of hell. Uh, And so we don't realize the value uh, and all these things that go with how we're living. Uh, And you begin to get in a dangerous place uh, when you're trying to live off of somebody else's convictions without ever making them your own. God, give us a revival of personal convictions. Come on. I don't live this way because my pastor tells me to. This is mine. This is mine. This is my conviction. There's a danger in trying to live off of somebody else's vow. This was Samson's problem. He was living a vow that was never made his vow. Come on, can I just preach to some young people right now about where we're living? I am tired of shouting, being a cover-up for how you're really living. 
Come on, don't look at me like I don't know what I'm preaching. I lived it. I was there. And I know it's not everybody in this building. And I hope I'm preaching to a minority tonight. But we cannot afford the casualties that we had in the last generation to take place one more time. You've got to get something more than a hand clap. You've got to get something more than a shaking of the fist. You've got to get the vow and make it your vow. Make it. Come on, Samson. Come on, Samson. You've got to say, what my parents vowed is my vow. What my... Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost talking to somebody right now. Come on, you feel that? Come on, that's conviction. That's God trying to wake somebody up tonight. Come on. Samson never made a place where he said, this is my vow. And when you're only ever living by somebody else's convictions, it ain't that big deal if you break them every once in a while. Because you don't really see the harm in breaking them when they're not your convictions. I didn't ask to be raised this way. I didn't ask to be an apostolic. Yeah, but thank God you aren't raised in a drug-induced, drug-addicted home either. Hey, Brett Sampson, it was mom and daddy's convictions uh, that allowed you to have the power and the anointing that you feel every time you come here. Come on, I wish I had some parents that would praise God right now. Samson had a call of God on his life. Samson had a call that nobody before or since ever had. He had a power that was never given to anybody else. God had something special for him. But he didn't realize the one thing that preserves it was the one thing he kept playing with. God, I feel the Holy Ghost talking to somebody. He kept playing with it. It didn't mean anything to him. He didn't make the vow. He's not the one that made the commitment. It was made before he entered this world. Samson, you're a Nazarite. Uh, we've taken the vow. This is how you live. This is what we do. Uh, we don't drink strong drink. Uh, we don't eat unclean thing. We don't handle or touch a dead carcass. Uh, no razor comes to the head. Uh, this is what's going to happen. And if you'll keep the vow, the power of God will work in your life. Uh, it was a vow of separation uh, and consecration to God. Uh, it was a vow of restraining himself uh, from worldly pleasures. Uh, but time and again... Uh, Samson either breaks the vow uh, or continually pushes the limits of the vow. Uh, he kills a lion uh, and he comes back to the dead carcass that he's not supposed to touch. And takes the honey out of the thing he's not supposed to touch and violates the vow twice, touching the dead carcass and eating the honey from the dead carcass. And he knows it so he don't even tell his parents. Because he knows they wouldn't approve because they've kept the vow. I am going to dig until I cut the head off of this giant. I feel the Holy Ghost in this building right now. Conviction 
is about to move in this service. And there's some young people that are hanging in the palace. Uh, and tonight is going to be a make or break service for somebody in this building. Uh, I don't want to get to a place uh, where the vow has become so common. Uh, and I'm so used to the things of God that preaching goes forth and it doesn't even move me anymore. Uh, the vow had become a, the end of a joke for Samson. He touches the unclean thing. He's eating honey from the unclean thing. And he's making riddles about it with Philistines. This was just a game. And continually Simpson, raised in a truth God-fearing home, uh, raised only ever knowing cleanliness, uh, is continually chasing after Philistine women, uh, continually trying to figure out how people in the world are living uh, and what the world's got to offer, uh, and continually looking over at what the Philistines are doing. Uh, the, the very ones uh, that God had anointed him to destroy. He spends his whole life trying to become one of them. Did you hear me, young people? The very ones, uh, the very things uh, that God has given you power to overcome. Uh, we often spend too much time uh, trying to taste it, uh, trying to play with it. Uh, he, would, he was the man uh, that always wondered what life was like for people without a vow. God, deliver this generation uh, from always wanting to know what the world's like uh, and how they're living. Uh, brother, it ain't worth it. Uh, get a hold of what you got. And because it was a game, Simpson plays games with it. And the anointing, you know, I've said all this so I can start preaching right now. The anointing became to Simpson like a garment that he could put on when he needed God and take it off when he wanted to hang out at Delilah's house. Come on. This was the man that would be sleeping with a harlot and get up and put the anointing on and walk off with the gates of the city. And he started getting into a dangerous cycle. I can play with sin. And I can go to church. And still feel the presence of God. Come on. Come on. He, he was a dangerous game. Because Samson felt like. I could go to Delilah's house. And do whatever I want to do. And when I need the anointing. All I got to do is do this a little bit. And I begin to feel the presence of God on a Sunday night church service. Samson, you don't realize that the long-term maintaining of the anointing of God is directly connected to the depth of your convictions and your consecration. There will be a day when it runs out. Uh, but he's laying there. Uh, three times she'd already pressed him. Uh, and more times than that that we don't have recorded. As the Bible says, she daily vexed him. Uh, and he keeps hanging out uh, with the very ones trying to rob him and destroy him. And she's not even subtle about it. Uh, I see young people playing with stuff uh, and they're not even subtle about it. Uh, Delilah's not even trying to disguise it. Uh, she's told him up front, I want your anointing. Uh, I want to know where your power is. Uh, but he keeps playing with it. Uh, thinking I can control this uh, I can handle this uh, because just like other times uh, at other times uh, I would leave Delilah's house uh, and all I had to do was shake myself and that anointing was still there good I can still feel the presence of God so he goes back to Delilah's house just weave the hair into the web and he's getting closer and closer 
and don't even realize what he's doing. Because at other times when he's played this game, I can just shake myself, and the power starts coming. Huh? Then he would go back to Delilah's house one more time, huh? and she would begin to play with him and to toy with him huh? and to try and sap him. Huh? And then she would say, the enemy's upon you. Huh? And he'd jump up and he'd shake. Ah, there it is again. Huh? Ah, I'm back at a youth service. I feel the presence of God. I'm still good. Huh? I've still got this under control. Huh? There's no date. My parents don't know what they're talking about. That pastor doesn't know what he's talking about. Huh? I'm j I can do this stuff. Look, it's not hurting me. Huh? When I pray, God's presence is still there. Huh? And I'm, when I shout, God's spirit is still moving in the church service. Huh? But one day, huh, he went to shake himself as at other times. And it wasn't there like it used to be. You can play with it for so long. And there's finally going to be a day when you're going to jump back into your little routine apostolic mosh pit where if we get everybody juking and jiving and putting them on the back and just get them moving around, we think there, we've really had a good church service. I'm just going to preach it like I feel it right now. I am sick and tired of the juking and the jiving and the dancing being a cover-up for filth going on in a youth group. Because we're raising up a generation that's real good at getting everything going while they're laughing and talking, and it's just become a big fun. This is just what you do at church. Huh? But they don't know how to pray. They don't know how to weep. Huh? And we wonder why we're dealing with spirits of fornication. We I'm going to preach it right now if I hair lift the devil. Uh, we wonder why we're dealing with carnality. Uh, we wonder why all this is going on uh, because we get them moving, uh, but we ain't got their heart moving, brother. Young people, hear me. Uh, before you learn to dance, uh, before you learn to leap, you better learn what intercession and prayer is all about. Uh, you better know. My God, I feel something breaking right now in the Holy Ghost. Uh, come on, I'm preaching to some young people in this place. Hear this, preacher. I'm your best friend right now. You're playing a game that's far more dangerous than you realize. Because I've always wondered how young people could jump up and down and be sleeping together on a Monday night. It's just going to have to lock up right now because there's stuff like that happening in this youth group. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost talking to somebody right now. Samson, you've got too much potential in your life to be acting foolish. You've got an anointing that nobody else has, Samson. God's got a plan for your life. Why do you think Delilah's trying so hard to get you in the cycle that you're in? Oh, I hear you, preacher, but you watch. I'm going to go up tonight and I'm going to do my deal. The presence of God's going to be there. But there's going to come a day that if you don't get a hold of what I'm preaching soon, you're going to shake yourself and it ain't going to be there like it usually is. Come on, I feel it happening right now. God's talking to somebody in this building. Come on, young person. Feel after the Holy Ghost right now. 
Come on. This is a trap where some people under the sound of my voice are living right now. Too many apostolic young people are playing too loose and light and free with the things of God. That's how you can jump up and down on a Sunday night, young man, and still battle pornography. Because it ain't your vow. And you think, I'm okay because as at other times, all I got to do is shake myself. All I got to do is get down front with the guys and do our little deal. Brother Cox, you're against shouting. No, I'm against fakery. Boy, I'm in so deep, but if these young people hear me, I'll help you right now. We don't need your talent before we need some commitment from prayer life. We've got a real problem in Pentecost when our worship service is loud and our prayer rooms are quiet. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. We've got a real problem in youth service. When our music is loud, our worship is loud, but pre-service youth prayer meeting is dead. Brother, we've got to get a revival of the altar in us young people. You've got to fall in love with the altar. I've been here before. This is just like all the other youth rallies. I'm just going to get up front and do my normal deal. And I'll feel that old touch of God. And I can go back and just keep doing what I'm doing. It's still there. And what you don't realize is you're one step closer to them scissors cutting your power out. is it that young people can jump and run around and on the way home already be watching stuff on their phone it ain't because God wasn't there and it ain't because the preacher didn't articulate it good enough and it ain't because of lack of shouting but it's got a whole lot to do with lack of what's going on in here I'm not interested in raising up a generation that's noisy but powerless. Uh, but I am interested uh, in raising up young people that cannot be shaken. Uh, that says, let me talk to you about other times. Uh, at other times, uh, I go to the altar, God moves, I get the victory, and I don't go back. Uh, Somebody lift your hands and love Jesus right now. Come on, I feel something happening right now. Come on. Come on. We all go to good churches. Let me just tell you, young person, your church is going to have good church even when you're not doing right. The danger of that is you can go to a good church like you do and there's going to be people worshiping and there's going to be people praying and there's going to be people shouting and you'll be living in sin, but you'll feel the presence of God based on what others are doing. And you'll be like Samson and not even realize that it's not even there anymore. Come on, young lady. You're selling your purity too short for that worthless boy that don't care about you. And you're thinking, I'm just playing a little game. The devil ain't playing games. Samson, Delilah's coming for your life. Samson don't even realize the value of what he had till his eyes are gone, his power is gone, and he's in the devil's grinding house. 
just a shadow of a former anointed warrior for God. Why do young people always wait till hell has robbed them of everything good God gave them before they realize? Why does it take rock bottom before people decide it's time to go to the altar? Why don't we go to the altar while I've still got my anointing and I've still got the presence of God? Instead of waiting till I'm just a plaything in the devil's grinding house. And what a tragedy to go to hell with Acts 2.38 ringing in your ears. What a tragedy to be in the Philistines' camp, grinding at the mill house, remembering the days when all you had to do, and there wasn't a devil that could stop you. Somebody in this building, you're that close from the scissors making the final cut. And if you don't get a hold of God in this service tonight, when it happens and you find yourself in that pit grinding, you're going to remember this preacher. That at the moment you were thinking he's crazy, you were saying I can handle it, you'll remember this preacher. I'm not here to be hateful, young people. I'm here to fight for your soul tonight. You know why Samson Delilah's after you. You've got something so powerful that it scares hell to death. But I don't want to just have an occasional move of God when I shake myself huh? while I'm spending most of my time at Delilah's house. Huh? But I want there the Samson. Huh? If you wouldn't have played the fool, huh? we'd be reading more stories about Samson than we do the majority of every other Old Testament character. Huh? Nobody had the call he had. Huh? Nobody had the power he had. Huh? And nobody else huh? had the lack of self-conviction that he had either. Huh? At least when David fell, huh? he knew I'm going to crawl back to the altar and stay there till I get victory over this. Huh? But what a danger huh, to get used to playing with sin and still feeling God. Hi God, somebody lift your hands right now. Come on young people. Come on. We don't need the whispers. Samson, hear the voice of the preacher. God's got too much invested in you to keep playing with it like you're playing with it. Oh, it's just another youth rally. Samson, the Philistines are upon you. I've been here before, and as at other times, I'm just going to shake myself. But Samson, today's not like every other day. This time, you're missing something. This time, you played one day too long, and now you're shaking yourself, but it's not there. It's not there. I used to be able to just do my little jump uh, and I'd feel something. Uh, I used to be able to just weep uh, and I'd feel something. Uh, but now. Come on, I feel something happening right now. Come on. Come on, Samson.
I'm preaching to young people. I, I know, I, I hope this ain't for the majority. I, I see there's two types of people in this crowd right now. The ones that don't need what I'm preaching, but you should still be up here anyway, settling some stuff. And the ones that need what I'm preaching, but are trying to act like I'm not talking to you, trying to act like you've played the game so long uh, that you don't feel anything right now. Conviction bypasses you. You're the very ones I'm preaching to right now. Uh, you don't even realize what you're playing with. Uh, you think all I got to do is have a Sunday night shout and I'm good to go. Brother, you better get a little deeper than that. Come on, I could keep preaching or you could get to this altar as fast as you can. But if you're going to pray, don't look around, don't whisper, don't mumble, don't do your normal little routine. I'm preaching to a backslider. I'm preaching to a young person on your way out right now. I'm, I'm trying to get in between a young person and hell tonight. I'm trying to wave a flag and say, come on, come on, Samson, snap out of it, son. Snap out of it, young lady. Snap out of it, young man. You keep flirting like that. You keep filling around with him. You're going to lose something that you're never going to get back. Snap out of it, Samson. Uh, snap out of it. Oh, I hear you, Brother Cox. But I've faced this battle before. As at other times, all I've got to do is come up front tonight and just shake myself a little bit. No, no, no. You better get a hold of something, Samson. Get out of that aisle. Come to the sides. Get in this front. If you're going to pray, do it right. Don't come up here and whisper. Don't come up here and try to look cute. Don't come up here and play. We're in a battle for your soul, sir. Young person, we're in a battle for your soul. If you're going to pray, pray with all your heart. Pray till you pray through. Pray till you lay sin down. Huh? Don't just try to pretend like it ain't there. Name it. God, this is where I'm dealing with. You know what Delilah's house is in your life. Huh? God, I'm not going to Delilah's house anymore. Huh? God, I'm not doing this anymore. Huh? I don't want to ever get to a place where the shaking stops working come on let it go I need some moms and dads to help me pray come on you don't know the hell your young people are fighting come on Simpson make it your vow as at other times I've been here before all I gotta do is my little routine don't worry girlfriend I'm coming back don't worry I'm still gonna do what I want to do because all I gotta do is shake myself some of you don't realize how close you are to shaking yourself and it ain't gonna be there anymore Come on, pray. Teach us how to pray. Teach us how to weep. Give me some convictions. This is my vow, and I'm not playing games with it. I'm not going to wait till I'm in the grinding house. I'm not going to wait till my eyes are gold. I'm not going to wait till I'm backslid and got sex diseases. I'm not going to wait till I got addictions. I'm not going to wait till I've lost my sanity. I'm not going to keep shaking myself while I'm still playing around with Delilah. I'm going to get in the altar and I'm going to pray till I pray through. Come on, young people, pray. I know this front is packed. Young lady, I plead with you, lift your hands and pray. Somebody may need to change your relationship tonight. Somebody needs to get, a, get out of the edge. Come on, you know too much to go to hell. God's got too much invested in you. God's got anointing for you, Simpson. Quit playing with it. I hear you, Brother Cox. 
but you don't know what you're talking about, preacher. I've always been able to shake myself. I've always been able to slip around and do what I want to do and just go back on Sunday night and shake myself. Come on, you're playing a dangerous game, Samson. That's it, pray, 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 pray. Every voice lifted. If you're in this building and you can hear my voice, don't look around. I need everybody praying. Elders, pray. Preachers, pray. Young men, pray. Mom and dad, pray. I don't need whispers. I don't need people looking around. It's time for some young people to get a hold of this tonight. Come on. Come on. Don't just shake yourself and go back to Delilah's house like you have at other times. Get in this altar and pray through. Don't just do your little smile with your eyes closed and do your normal routine. You're playing a dangerous game. This is a battle for your soul. We can't afford to lose anybody else. We've got to have revival. We've got to have young people that are dedicated. Come on, Simpson. This ain't as other times before. You're not going to have the power for too long. You've got to get a hold of this. Don't play with it. Come on, young sir. God's got too much invested in you. You're playing a dangerous game. Don't play with sin. Come on, come on, pray through tonight, young man. Uh, come on, young lady, I plead with you. Don't sell your virginity. Don't sell your purity. Come on, uh, you're playing a dangerous game. Uh, come on, this is more than a shout. Uh, this is more than a shake. As at other times, I'm gonna shake myself. You better hope that God doesn't leave you. Come on, pray, pray. Young man, pray. Don't you pray till you feel better. Pray till you pray through. Don't just pray at it. Don't just pray half-heartedly. Forget about who's around you. Open your mouth, empty your heart out. Young lady, pray till you pray through. Don't just pray to your normal stopping point. That's why you've been messing with what you're messing with. Pray till you pray through, Samson. <laughs> 